0: Coaches on May 23rd, 2023, at Duluth Middle School. Uh, I am hosting my seventh annual Legends Clinic series with Coach Mike DeVelvis and Coach Tim Clayton. Um, if you sign up now, I'm going to give you a reduced fee. Um, so contact me at for k 57 at gmail.com. And please, please contact me. You can call me at 478 461 4403. i give you a special discount to come out to the clinic here at Duluth Middle School in Duluth, Georgia. So I'm looking forward to see you at my seventh annual Legends Clinic Series, sponsored by the Championship Vision podcast. Uh, I would also like to thank my sponsors Huddle, Dr. Dish, Court Cart, and Grip Spritz for supporting this great clinic. We still have spots available. We'd love to have you out please contact me again at FurtadoK57 at gmail.com or call me at 478-461-4403 or look for me at, at Kevin Furtado on Twitter. Thank you, and I'm looking forward to seeing you at the clinic. May 23rd, 2023. All right, guys. Hey, welcome to the Championship Vision podcast. I haven't done a podcast in a while, so when I come back, man, I come back with the best. Uh, Episode 328 of the Championship Vision podcast. Um, Hey, this is just a special presentation of our guest speakers. They're going to be coming out May 6th at Duluth High School. Uh, You can't beat it. You got two of the best here. Uh, And coaches, make sure that... um, I'll be sending out more information. I'll be sending out this video and so forth. Uh, we would definitely love you. Have you come out to Duluth High, High School and see just two of these legendary coaches, man. Basketball savants. Uh, these guys are brilliant. And um, they're going to share with you what they're going to be talking about. So, all right, we have Jim Clayton. Uh, he's the director of the uh, Sports City U Basketball Academy. And Mike DeVilbis, legendary coach uh, for many years. Uh, in the sport, and he's going to tell you where he's coached and what he's doing now and so forth. So, And my assistant coach, Nick Baines. Nick, welcome. I know we talk every day, uh, (laughs) but so excited to have you. We're going to actually be having the podcast at Nick Baines, his his school, Duluth Middle School. Thank you to Duluth Middle School for hosting the clinic, man. We're really fired up about that. So, um, But thank you, guys. Hey, Jim, talk a little bit first about yourself and uh, talk about your topic a little bit. Oh, man, I'll tell you what. Well, I'm a uh, retired edu- educator
1: or rewired educator, I should say. Uh, <laughs> I've taught, taught high school for 40 plus years, and uh, I've coached at uh, at the high school level. Uh, my last team I coached was 2007. That was a team that finished second in the country. Now, it's just a local high school. We had uh, O.J. Mayo on that team, Patrick Patterson, who played in the NBA. We had we – had, Quite a few really really good teams. We played on ESPN. We won the states three years in a row. Um, you know, I I, I love teaching. I, co- I coach basketball the same way I taught school, and uh, I started a Sports City U Basketball Academy about 30 years ago. Be 31 years in October. For really anybody knew what individual training was. So over that past 30 years, I've developed a curriculum, really. Design is specifically targeted towards shooting, footwork, creating shots, you know, those types of things. And percentages and everything. So what I'm going to be really bringing to you guys is my jumper system, which I have on right here, which means just more player reps. It's all about reps. I don't care who you are and what you're doing. If you're good at it, you've done it over and over and over again. And so, you know, a lot of people talk about reps, but they talk about, doing it wrong. The last time I checked wrong plus wrong does not produce right. Okay. Produce twice as wrong. So people that don't prepare and learn how to do this right now, they spend most of their life in repair. So that's where I come in. I'm a repair specialist. I I don't have to check engine light. I have to check jump shot light. Okay. So when that happens, who are you going to turn to? All right. What are you going to do? So, you know, I've broken this thing down into a unique teaching system the golden nuggets of the key things that I tell people from pro players to high school players, to college players, to even down to five-year-old players, they get the same stuff. They get the footwork. They get it all. They understand what makes things happen. Because, you know, a shot only does seven things if you don't know. I mean, most people get the first five pretty easy. It goes long. It goes short. It misses right. It misses left. It goes in and out. But the last two are a little bit tough. One is an inside right miss, which it misses inside the rim, which throws the ball to the left. The other is inside left, which throws the ball to the right. So when you miss those seven ways, every shot does a miss that way. It's one of those seven. And I'm going to show you exactly what the problem is, exactly the drill to fix it, and then it's up to you to understand it, okay, and then go actually do it. And if you get stumped, you just send a video to me. I got players send me videos every day. Coach, I'm doing this, but it don't feel right. I said, that's because it's wrong. Okay, so here's how you're going to fix it. So that's what we do. So when you leave this clinic, here's the thing. You're going to be able to look and see things, why your team misses at the rim, why they miss the mid-range, why they can't shoot foul shots, why they can't throw it in the ocean if they're standing on the beach, okay? They're going to know all these answers because if you don't know how to fix something, you can't fix it. All right, so I'm going to show you all the little the little things because it's really about little things. If you don't take, pay attention to the little things, my theory is don't worry about the big ones because they ain't going to happen. All right, so I'm going to teach you everything from the footwork to the finish, from the foul shot to the jump shot, to the three-point shot, to the pull-up, to the floater, to the slide, to the finish. I'm going to show you all the seven most shots that all the players take in the game. I have this thing broken down so small, okay, and it doesn't matter. You can put this into any any offense, okay, because I always tell people this. Coach, you're going to talk about this, Coach Mike. You know, would you rather have good plays or good players? I am I mean, good players can make good plays. They can run stuff. They can they can create, okay, instead of playing with, like, their handcuffs on. whether You have to coach every possession of every game. It's ugly. It's boring. It's not exciting. No. And I've created a game. I've created a game that nobody's ever seen. And the game's called sudden change. And sudden change is an old football term, which means offense to defense, defense to offense. So in this sudden change game, other than ping pong, basketball is about the fastest game that changes from offense to defense. So I've created this game where I can change the format. I can change the half court to full court, both. And these, these players have to make decisions on the fly. In a game, they might make two or 300 or two, 20 to 30 decisions. In an hour game in this league, they're going to make 200 to 300 decisions. So I always say this. We talk about offense. We talk about shooting. We talk about footwork, defense, passing. The number one skill nobody talks about is thinking. Thinking is a skill. And nobody ever talks about that. You know what I mean? That's one of my T-shirts. Thinking is a skill. Okay? And so I put them in this situation. The scores are always like 170 to 169. I mean, they're scoring like you ain't never seen. And the players love to play it because it puts them in scoring positions so fast that they can't talk themselves out of it, okay? They just do it. Like, I mean, it's automatic, the matter. And that's what you really want out of your players is to do things without you having to tell them, okay? They can just see it, do it, recognize it. So yeah. to get back to the, wrapping it up on here, here's the way I teach it. It's pretty simple. And this is how I taught school. Here's what we're learning today. Got gotcha, you, Coach. Here's why we're learning. Gotcha, coach. And here's how you're going to use it in your game. That's it. That's exactly how I taught school. Here's how you're learning. You're going to use it in your life. Well, outside of basketball, you can do the same thing. And that's how I do it. So they don't sit there and go, why am I learning this? I'm never going to use this. I've already beat them at their own game. I already know what's going to happen before it happens. You know, when you've been doing this as long as we've been doing it, you know it. You see it. You know it. You beat them at your own game. So, if you want your team to be better offensively, which most coaches do, they don't really know how to make them better offensively. Playing games ain't going to make you better offensively. You can't score. So, that's what I'm going to be teaching. And I'm going to show, I'm going to take these, that that AAU team of yours, Coach Nick, and I'm going to trans, I'm going to, they're just going to beat, at the end of the deal, you're going to say, I don't even recognize you guys. Man. Okay, you're killing it. And plus it also really does wonders for their confidence levels. Okay, because I, I don't care if you make a mistake. Mistakes, failure and success are not opposites. They run side by side down the game of life. And you can't have one without the other. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change them for the better right in front of your eyeballs. Okay. These are things that this system, you know, it's taken 40 years to do it. 30-plus years. You know, I've been doing it before I actually started the academy. But I'm constantly trying to, trying to change, you know, make it better. I'm trying to sharpen my craft. And that's what I would send out to these coaches that are sitting at home thinking they're YouTube coaches. When's the last time you sharpened your craft? You want your players to do all this stuff, but how come you don't do it? You know, last time I checked, the speed of the leader determines the rate of the pack, okay? The leader's weak, the pack's weaker. All right, so what are you doing, Coach, to make yourself better? All right, you got to be the you got to be the the, the man right. in the mirror. People do what people see, and so that's what I'm going to be bringing to Georgia to mm-hmm. show you this system. That's and right. we're going to put it all together, and people are just going to go, "Man, I never even thought about that." You know, that's the whole key. I'm going to make you think things and write things down. You're going to see stuff you've never seen before in your life, right in front of. You.
2: Coach, I agree with so many things that you just said. I, I got to hear a couple things from you. I got a couple questions because you very rarely hear uh, anybody talk about uh, building mental quickness. You can overcome a lot of physical slowness with mental quickness if you understand and know you've had enough repetition to not have to think about executing the fundamentals that you have to execute. And I I would like to, Coach Knight said a long time ago, and I want to hear your thoughts on, on these two things. He said that the mental is to physical as four is to one. And that transition basketball is the most important thing in the game. And I think he confused a lot of people when he said transition basketball, because he, I think most people that heard him thought he was talking about going from offense to defense. And I personally think He was talking about all the mental transitions that go on within a single possession, like on defense going to be a ball side defender to on ball defender to a help side defender to have to help and and recover or whatever you do in your system. Defend a ball screen to jump to the ball again, all in like six seconds. Oh, yeah. There's no
1: question. You nailed it right there. I did a, a sequence the other day where I just came down to court. I made a move, crossover move from right to left. Went in, shot a shot. I said, now, those of you just watched that, that took about three seconds, and you watched it. And let me tell you what just really happened in those three seconds, okay? That was my – I had the correct handles. I had the correct footwork. I had the correct body position. You know, I created the strides. My dribbles matched my footwork. You know, I was in tempo. I was in a sink, I lifted. I released. I finished at 1 o'clock, and the ball went right in hole. Now, how many of you saw all those things happen? How many of you could name all those things that just happened? None of you. So no. don't even try. Okay. But see, they're going like, I never thought about that. You know what I mean? So it, mm-hmm. it's here, man. It's like nobody works on thinking. You're Coach, so rough- would you give me
2: would you give me a sample like of what you teach, just a little sample on your footwork? Because like one of the things that you talked about was little things. I don't think there are little, I think little things uh, are big things. I think the detail and teams that are willing to execute the detail of the smallest fundamental, they they achieve much more than people that don't think that they have to teach these little things like catch the ball with your feet in the air, work from triple threat, pass the ball to your feet on the floor. Are any of you getting tired of watching the NBA and all the charges that are getting called after the ball gets passed because no one will do a jump stop? Well, they
1: don't stop. They have no footwork.
2: Yeah, They don't jump stop. Cost Kevin Johnson and the Phoenix Suns an NBA championship because he didn't know how to do a jump stop. He went one dribble too many, and Horace Grant pinned it on the on the board, or they'd have beaten the Bulls in six. Oh, no question. Talk about... to us a little bit about your footwork and some things. Okay.
1: okay, so here's kind of some of the things I talk about in footwork. Your footwork has to match your movement. So, for example, if I'm going right to left and I'm pulling up on a two dribble, my footwork should be right left. Okay, it's when I'm coming from right to left. That's an inside pivot, also known as an inside pivot, and Mm -hmm. vice versa, left to right. Okay, well, the people that don't have those dribbles matching their foot, their dribbles and their footwork don't match, which means they're out of rhythm. I said, you're like an AFib shooter. You're out of rhythm, man. I said, you're going to have to get in rhythm here. Okay, so they don't know how to get in rhythm. They don't know how to match the dribbles with the footwork. They're dribbling behind themselves and over and all that stuff. And I said, here's the deal. On offensive moves and footwork, there's a million ways that traders can teach you how to create a shot. But here's the missing ingredient, okay? Every dribble move. all right? Now, I teach this. When we when we step over to three, when we step over to three to attack, you need to be able to score of one or two dribbles max, not three or four or five dribbles inside that three-point line. Right. So, we teach a lot of that stuff, you know what I mean? But the right. most important footwork and step comes on the last dribble. Mm-hmm. That's the most important one. Guess which one everybody messes up?
3: The, last, the last, dribble. last
1: dribble. So, the moral to the story is you're not working on the most important thing that sets your shot up. Your footwork is your foundation of your game. So, yeah. for example, I use this in passing. Most turnovers in players like high school, even college, they occur going right to left if you're a right-hand player because all players step with their right foot and throw with their right hand going left, which means you're throwing to the inside of the defense. Now you watch these guys. Now the good ones, they can step with their left foot, step out and make that pass with one hand. I mean, it's so fast, it's unbelievable. But the average player, they don't do that. They throw the ball to the defense. And the coach go, we don't pass the ball well. I said, well, coach, uh, when's the last time you worked on passing? No, we don't ever work on it. Oh, that could be a problem, okay? I mean, That's that hard. could be a problem. So we spend so much time on footwork. I have taken this system, coach, and I've developed it into numbers. So, for example, if I say a 31 right, that means three steps, one dribble. So if I'm a right-handed player and I'm coming down in transition and I'm going to pull up really quick on my jump shot, it comes down, if you watch the best players, it comes down to a right, left, right elevator. If I go 31 left, I'm dribbling with my left hand. If I go 42 right, that's a four-step, two-dribble move. 42 left. So I've got it off. They know exactly the dribbles and what they're going to do. So they learned how to match this. So it's a system. So you give them a, this is what we're working on. Well, when are we going to use this? When you make this move, when you make your, give me your go-to move. Okay, here it is. Okay, stop. What's going to happen next? I got to take that dribble. I got. there's what's going to happen. This is how it's going to play right into your shot. See, nobody ever really works on that kind of stuff. They're not ready. They're not shot ready. You know, their hands ain't ready. They're, sh- they're just getting ready. And I said, yeah. if you're not ready, don't shoot.
2: Yeah. And
1: so, the footwork, we spend a lot of time on footwork because, right. you know, a lot of the footwork problems are the result of bad dribble problems on right. the last one or two bounces, preferably the last bounce. They let the ball go from behind and front to behind, which raises your shoulders up. You know, your shoulders are 35% of your shot, okay? But if your shoulders come up before the ball, the ball's down and you're up. So now you ain't Mm -hmm. ready to shoot. You're going to shoot short every time. Every time it's going to be short. And I say if it's short, it's got no (laughs) chance. So give it a chance. We got to give it a chance. Give it a chance. So in this gym, gym, the clock is always set on 1 o'clock. Not 3 o'clock, 1 o'clock. 1 o'clock. 3 o'clock is a good time to get out of school, not a good time to shoot, okay? (laughs) That's what we talk about. And these kids know this stuff. And they know what the number one problem is. And it's simple stuff that once I show you, you'll go, why did I not see that? And then you're going to watch all these players. Why do players shoot with two hands? There's there's only one reason why they shoot with two hands. You watch them. I'm going to show you exactly what causes the problem and exactly how to fix it. And it don't matter what level you are, yeah. okay? It's still the same problem. And, you know, and, and here's the other thing I'll tell you. When's the last time you heard new terminology in the game of basketball? Hmm. Think about it for a second. New terminology. I'll give you one. This is a new terminology for me, okay? It's called middle perfect. Middle perfect is the center of a circle, a sphere. Okay. That's called the focus in geometry. When we shoot the ball, where are we trying to hit it? Middle what? Perfect. Also known as the switch, right? Middle perfect. There's going to be a middle perfect of a golf hole of a a golf. I mean, it don't matter what, there's going to be that perfect. So I don't say switch. I said, let's hit middle perfect. The greatest shooters are the straightest shooters hit the line. They know what that is. That's a middle perfect shot. And they go, I like it. I know what middle perfect means. Okay. And, See, I just used – I just come up – my brain thinks a little different than most people. I don't look at what is. I think about what it and what needs to change. So, you know, there's things out there changing every day in every walk of life. We don't know it till we see it. But then we see it and we go, I like that. I got to have it. Okay? Yeah. Well, that's what we got to get to as coaches. Okay? We got to train these guys. I mean, I watched the NBA uh, draft last year. And they talked about the first five players. They said the same thing about the first five players. Well, you know, he really needs to work on his jump shot. He needs to work on that mid-race. He needs to work on it. They said, shot, shot, shot. I said, how do you become the top five players in the NBA draft and they're talking about your shooting? <laughs> because they've all gotten away with it because they've been right. bigger, better, stronger, more athletic, and then they're going to meet their match. And guess what? It don't work anymore. It don't work anymore. And I'm oh, show totally, you. How yeah. to fix all, I'm going to show you how to fix all that stuff. You know, you know what I mean? Sure I'm going to show you how to fix it in a quick way, simple, Easy, and when you miss, I'm gonna say why to go that way? Cause I did this. What are you gonna to do to fix? It? I'm gonna do this. Okay, let's go.
0: It's gonna be and fun. They, it's gonna be fun. Yeah, for sure, Jim. Yes, and,
1: and they can self adjust in the game. How many players? You talk about the middle part, Coach Mike. They can't self adjust in the game. Yeah. So their their theory is, well, I just ain't gonna shoot. Well, guess what? You ain't never yeah. gonna make it. Yeah. You don't shoot. You ain't making. So it's
2: hundred percent of the shots you don't take, right?
1: You're gonna miss every one of them suckers. Okay. So. You know, it's just I say this stuff every day, like a broken record. And these kids can, and these kids that I train, they're not all the best players, athletic wise. You know, speed wise stuff. But by God, they're pretty good. Well. Yeah, And they they know how to use their bodies. I mean, Larry Bird wasn't the fastest dude ever to run down the court either. But it, it's like you know, you talk about playing fast and doing this. You can. You can move the ball up down the court fast, but that don't mean you got to go fast. I told these kids yesterday in the game, I said, you're watching a pro game, really good high school. They play like it looks like they're almost in slow motion at times. And then of a sudden, bang, they hit that moving. what happened? What happened? They just lured you in, then they hooked you right there, man. And these kids think, I said, you guys play like you drank 12 bottles of Mountain Dew. You're just like all over the place. And I say, you play better when you get tired. Then you slow down a little bit. It's
2: like Coach Wooden said, be quick,
0: but don't hurry.
1: That's exactly right. I say be quick, but don't rush. Same thing, just change the verse. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. Hey, Jim, can I ask you a question really quick? Um, Because I I know Mike's going to – Mike, you're going to talk about um, three of your lessons that you're going to have at the clinic, man. It's going to be awesome. Hey, Jim, can you show us – remember our podcast we had, you showed me your – your teaching methods on your court. Before we go in the mic, can you show us on the camera um, your, your gym a little bit so the coaches can see how cool it is, man? Yeah, uh, let, me
1: see can, let me see if I can flip this thing around now. Okay, did I flip it around? I don't know what I did. Okay, hold on. I'm back. <laughs> I'm just trying to see how I can flip the camera. That's the biggest thing. We,
2: you and over. I are the same age, Coach. I got I mean, you, man. We don't come from this now. world. We don't come from this world.
1: Oh, here we go! No, oh, I had, it. I had it. Here we go. I'm
2: happy. Okay. here we cut go. And paste. Here we go.
1: Here we go. Okay, now, <laughs> this is my wall. Now, if you look at the wall, I've taken a wall that nobody uses, and I've created uh, six foot rims. I've created eight Ooh, foot like rims, it. and I've created ten foot rims. So That's we do funny. a lot of things where I'll take a, I'll take a goal like I got. I got I, these are just wall brackets that you just yeah. put in your gym they can go like under the under the uh under i'm gonna put this in if i can get it in here real quick there wait for just a second i'll show you oh this is like my six foot and then i'll I'll do a drill where i'll shoot here then we'll go here then we'll go here i call it inverted shooting which means it's kind of like going from the, the putting surface to the mid you know what i mean all the way up and it's about teaching touch and technique now these lines This is called, this is a line. It looks like in here that I've got, I have a OD'd on tape or something. You know what I mean? I just got tape everywhere. (laughs) It's really a blueprint. This line is what I call an eye line. And it's right in line with the vertical line on the rim. Now, what it does is it steers players to the perfect angle. So what happens is when you miss, a lot of times people will push you wide of the eye line, which creates a bad angle or they'll push you inside the outline and then you'll shoot it and it'll come right back to you. So we got these things. These are L's, this is my 31 system. This is my runway. It goes right down the middle. And if you look up at the rim, there's a white piece of tape on the rim. That's my shot line. So it comes straight down, straight in. You're gonna see this. And these are the angles that I bounce off of on ball reversals, on this arrow. So they know how to use all these angles. They got X's on the court, white X's, yellow X's. These are where they're going to make transition moves. Okay. And you see it's, it's, it's on every, every basket. So this is like an inside of my g- one part of my gym, the other mm-hmm. side is the weight room and everything over there. So that's kind of what goes on in here. So you see, I got all the lines, you can see the straight lines. Yeah. Now my goal was to originally make this a rollout mat that I could put it, it at every angle so players could learn the angles. The other cool thing is I've got codes on the rim. I don't know if you can see those but yeah. I got green. So I tell them learn the codes. So the code green and code white are lined up right with the vertical line on the backboard. So if I'm on the right side of the court, that left vertical box is dead center of the rim. I call that middle purple. So they're learning the codes. I got tired of the players saying, what are you looking at? They go, the basket. I said, I'm not interested in the basket. I'm interested in where exactly you're looking. So I gave them a visual. That was like a 3 o'clock in the morning, wake up with an idea type thing. You could use any code you want. You know, I got them in the corners. So you can see most players don't even know that the fat lip of a breakaway rim is dead center of the rim from the corner. They don't even know that's a visual right there for them to line (laughs) up on. They have no clue about that. Okay. But see, I put the tape up there. So I say, we're code green and yellow. Well look right in the middle of that. There's that fat lip. So I just give them visuals. Visual, then I got yeah, then I, I like yeah, that. then I got then I go over here. This is like my viewing room. See these the parents they sit in here, they never come on the court, they never come out on the court. Hey, I didn't last time I didn't see that gym. You didn't show me that last time. Oh yeah, see then here's my weight room. See, this is another gym over here that's got all the weights, the boxes, it's got everything you could think of in here. So I could train a whole team from vertical jumping to moves, to transitions, to anything that you need. You know what I mean? Yeah, the parents, the cool part about this is, is the parents sit right here and they look right here. So they never come out on this court. I never hear a parent say one stinking word, okay? I want total focus. I ain't interested in your mom and dad. Thank good they paid for it, but I'm interested in you. So, I'll just cut you out of the picture. You know what I mean? Right there. Good and that's for kind of you. how that's so it's kind of a unique gem. Well, I, got, I got, you know, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 22, and 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28. 20. I got 29 goals in here. <laughs> Yeah. And then I got this one. Now here's the kicker to it. Let me show you this. One. Nobody's seen this one. Now, nobody's seen this. Okay, this is the killer one. It's my three basket with no backboard. Now you see it. Now what yeah. I do is I roll it out, and I put it at half court, and I use that gym that shot when players are going to play in big arenas where they got backgrounds, not like a high school gym where the background's right behind you. Yeah. So now they're working on depth perception, and there's no backboard. So guess what? You got to make it. You got a middle perfect depth sucker. It's going over. So those are just things that I've done over the years, you know what I mean, to try to make, make it easier. And then when I come down there, I'm gonna t- I'll, I'll put the blueprint on your court, Coach.
0: Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you, Coach, make sure you bring it, yeah.
1: Oh, I'll put – hey, I can slap that blueprint down in five seconds.
0: Yeah, Nick's going to want to keep it there, though.
1: You <laughs> just, I mean, you watch players that know what they're doing here and they know how to create the perfect angles, to create the perfect shots. Now they didn't know when they came, but over the years of doing it and working on it, and then you go watch him in a game and I go, did you see what that player just did? Yeah, he made a shot. Did you see what he did? No, I didn't see. I just, I didn't see. You can't, you don't know what you're looking for. They don't even know what you're looking for. So you know, it's just like, I, I mean, you know, I just, I'm one of these guys. I don't know why I do it. I don't know how I do it. I just see the stuff that nobody sees. And I just go, well, why are they doing that? Then I figure out why they're doing it. You know what I mean? Then I know how to fix it. And um, I figured it out, I pretty much got it all down. Now, there ain't one person that can show me something I ain't seen. I got uh, it all. Right. I can tell you anybody in five seconds, I can tell you what's going on with your shot. In five seconds, if I don't know you from Adam, I say, here it is. So that's what these coaches, that's what these coaches are going to get. Now, the crazy part about that is, you know, who really wants to know that is the players. Yeah. And you know what? There's a heck of a lot more players than there are coaches. (laughs) I I mean, I'm going to tell you. So the players are really missing out because the coaches ain't further in their education to be able to teach it. Yeah. Uh Yeah. And yeah, if you I totally can't agree. Do it, if yeah. you can't do it, if you can't do it, you can't teach it. So if I'm trying to teach calculus, here's how I'm going to teach calculus. Open to page one, do the problems. <laughs> and they go, "Well, you ain't taught us nothing. I'm not going to teach you nothing because I don't know anything about it. Right. Somebody in this room will figure out how to do it. Somebody right, will right. figure it out, and that'll yeah. be there's always one person that figures it out. Well, guess what? That's the one guy that makes it to the MBA. You know, that's yep. the one guy out of out of three hundred million people that make it to the NBA, that's the one guy,
0: Jim. Thank you, man. That's that's awesome. Hey, man, and coaches, and I, I'm telling you, man, it, uh, I think more than anything, you need to be in the stands checking out Jim in uh, in person, uh, and I'm really strongly emphasizing that. Come out and learn an innovative way to teach shooting, man. I don't think we do enough of that, uh, Jim. We don't so- see that very much. You don't see yeah. that on
1: YouTube very much. You see all dribbles.
0: Everybody's teaching you how to dribble,
1: every kind of dribble move in the world. But they can't teach you how to do that shooting because then you have to actually shoot to see it. Okay? Right. And, you know, I mean, it's just, it, it's, it's, it's a mess. Yeah. It, the system is, there's no real system that people mm-hmm. can teach that actually works.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Hey Mike, man, we're so excited to have you. I'm I'm Thank a you. I'm a great I see one thing I'm a, I consider Mike like a brother and a friend. We've talked so many times and we never met Thank in in person. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited to see Mike D, man, coming down to Georgia, man. Um and I think and Mike and I I'm and I'm really serious about this. Um I've spoken to so many people and so many people have said that guy is he just he just knows the game, man. And uh, I know you're not going to admit that. But uh, you're gonna come down, talk about your whole defensive system, your offensive system. Um, And what people don't realize is I studied all, I have your mini clinics video here that I bought many years ago that you're a great fundamentalist too. So Mike DeVille was it away, man.
2: Well, thank you, Kevin. That's really nice. Uh, Coach Coach Jim, he's got a, a system. One of the things that I think is really important is uh that you have a a specific way you're going to teach kids how to play you know one of the beautiful things about our game is, is uh there's a there's a bunch of different ways to do it you know and and excel at it you know different systems different different ways of shooting not not too much shooting the ball but different ways of footwork like, are you a one-two shooter? Are you off the hop? Are you a step into your shot? You know, um, all those things. And and with some of that stuff, I don't really care as long as you got away. And it's the same every time, you know? Like, I, I feel really blessed. Thanks about your comment about the fundamentals. But that wasn't me. It wasn't me. <laughs> uh, I got to learn from some of the best. Well, Krzyzewski called... Don Meyer and Coach Krauss, the best teachers uh, of the game in the history of our game. And I feel really blessed to have gotten to learn from them work camp when I early in my coaching career. And I was a grad assistant at Eastern Washington and Coach Krauss was my grad school advisor and um, and Coach Meyer and he and Fred Litzenberger. uh, By the second summer I was there, I was master teaching all the stuff I had learned the first summer you know, catch the ball with your feet in the air. You know, like I'll give you one example on the fundamental piece. And there's a ton of coaches and Coach Tim's talking about this. You know, coaches will tell kids all the time, you got to be tougher with basketball. And I'll ask campers or kids if I'm talking in front of a team, how many of you, your coaches told you, you need to be tougher with the basketball? Every hand goes up, right? Because they all turn the thing over too much. Okay, well, coach tell you after that how do you be tougher with the ball? See, this drove me crazy as a player because I would play against Dick Bennett's teams when he was at Stevens point And I was playing at Winona state and I knew those kids at Stevens point were learning something. I wasn't, they were learning the game. And this defensive system that Dick had the old initial,
0: <laughs>
2: the VHS, he put out on a press pressure defensive system. Yeah, I got it. Jim, I bet he remembers I, that too. I, 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 and I knew that I played against that. That's the freaking hardest thing I ever played against. Well, I ran nothing but that my whole, whole career. Um, that and the buzz and then defensively. And then um, but I just I got and when I went to Eastern, I started learning these fundamentals and this stuff. And I'm like, this is it, this is the game. This is all the stuff I was craving as a, as a player that I wish I'd have learned. Um, like how to be tougher with a basketball. Well, there's five things. If you do these five things, you're going to be tougher with the ball. And they're not difficult. Number one is catch the ball your feet in the air because we want to use our permanent pivot foot. If I'm a right-handed shooter, it's always our left. If I'm a left-handed shooter, it's always our right. So we catch the ball our feet in the air. Number two, you work from triple threat. You're, you And you must keep that wrist locked and cocked. If you don't keep that wrist locked and cocked, you're going to get floppy and weak with the ball. It's going to get taken away from you. The third thing is fake a pass, make a pass. You know, like Coach was saying, cross the body passes all the time. Well, if you're going to pass to the left, you step across your body and pass with your left hand because your left foot's your pivot foot. If you're going to pass out to the right and step to the right, you you don't give that defender an angle. you got to teach that. Um, Fake a pass, make a pass. Uh, Pass with your feet on the floor, which we can't get NBA guys to do right now. I'm tired of watching these charges after passes and costing their team threes. Um, count the count. There's three games on the night. Count how many times that happens in one night, three games. Um, I'll bet you it's 15. And then the last concept is play with an easy pass mentality, not a thread the needle, assist pass mentality, but pass with an easy pass mentality. If you teach kids those five things, they're gonna be tougher with the basketball. And so those are that's the detail I think coach talking about a second ago. Um, and being able to teach in a sequence with expectation and little things, little things aren't little, um, they're details that matter and take you to another level. And I just, let me just say, I was really fortunate that I got to learn from the best teachers in the, of coaches in the history of the game. So I just happened to be in the right place at the right time. And the one thing I will give myself a little credit for is being smart enough to know then this is pretty good stuff and I better friggin' figure it out and figure out how to teach it. You Absolutely. know? And, um, the one thing I would say is I think most people that have learned from coach Meyer, coach Litzenberger, and coach Kraus, I know a lot of coaches out here in the West that have learned from them. Almost every one of them is, it has been extremely successful in their coaching careers, every one of them. And so, cause I'd see them all at camp. They'd all come back to camp every summer, you know, and Dan Hayes, when he was coaching Oklahoma Christian, uh, you know, Litz, when he coached Oregon with ridenauer and Jackson and, and those guys. And uh, when he was helping Ernie Kent, and, I mean, all, it's all that stuff. That's what, what all of it is. You know, Rob ridenauer or Rob was Luke's dad, but, um, you know, Luke carved out a pretty good NBA career with all those fundamentals, you know, and uh I just think they're really, really important to the game. Really important. So
0: yeah, yeah. Um, hey Mike, you. um, I, I know uh I basically run your defensive system on that. I've told you that. Uh we run as as Nick knows, we run what we call uh we run buzz a lot. You know, buzz to me is just a great half court, take the teams out of their their offensive sets. We we use uh, the matchup we call 11 is kind of our one-one three matchup zone. Yeah. Uh, we press 2-2-1, two, two, and then we force left on our man-to-man defense. And so we just get after teams. That we're, yeah. uh, but talk about what you're going to bring to the table on uh, May 6 with really those on those, uh, your defensive system. Yeah, thank
2: you. So for me, um, I think you have to have an aggressive mindset to be a buzz coach. I think if you're a safe, safe coach and you're always working, let me, let me say it like this. If you can't stand the two layups you give up in 15 possessions to get 30 more shots in your opponent every game and to have 20 fewer turnovers and to have 15 more steals in your opponents, but you can't stand those two layups you gave up, then you can't run this you have to recognize we're going to give up some layups. We're going to make some mistakes. We're going to have some breakdowns, but it's this, I think you have to have this eye for what are we creating in the offense we're playing against. We're going to wear you down. You can't execute that 75, 80, a hundred possessions a game. We're going to make you do that a hundred times because offensively we're going to run. We're going to go. I want to go. I want to play fast. I like, uh, I think there has to be, like it or not, I think there has to be a fun quotient in the game right now with the kids that you're coaching. And if it ain't fun, they, they ain't going to play. They ain't going to do it. They're not going to grind out possession after possession and make 10 passes and make four screens and swing the ball side, top side, six times in a possession. They ain't going to do it. Now, the fact that Tony can get him to do it at Virginia says a hell of a lot about his ability to coach. He's really good. Um, that isn't the norm. That isn't the norm. And I think you have to find a way to people talk all the time about have kids changed, do coaches change. I think kids are always changing. Parents change the most. They've just gone off the rails. They're all, they're <laughs> all, almost <laughs> all of them are lawnmower parents. They ain't even helicopter parents anymore. They're lawnmower. They'll drive right There's over wind
1: you. Out there, coach. That's why I got that wind out there, so they can't come out.
2: That's yeah, right. Get like locked I, up I there.
0: I, I wish <laughs> I'd have had that up. in
2: Illinois. I wish I'd have had that. And yeah. um,
0: hey, I'm gonna install there. that in Commerce. Right. Lock, out, right. Lock, out. Lock. Lock oh, them
2: out, man. Lock them out. I
1: wish I would have yeah. known that.
2: Yeah, they forget. They live so much. Some of them live through their own children, you know, and the kids don't produce, so it's gotta be somebody's fault, you know. That's right. So, but anyway, I think you got to have some fun. And I think we're going to make you do that. The buzz is really fun because the first thing I'm going to tell you, if you see like for me, man to man defense, it is such a hard teach because you have to be in the exact right place based on where the ball is in relationship to your player every time a ball moves. Well, at Green Bay, we added the switching to it and ball pressure and push it where we want it to go we only give it one way to go once it gets to the wing and um we set the third lowest mark in the history of women's basketball for points allowed per game and we were trying to run you know and but those kids would grind out whatever we asked them to do they were hard-nosed tough kids like my kids at lewis clark state were they just play really hard but i think that's hard to get kids to do anymore the buzz, the first thing I tell them, and I'll tell them that and the clinic is, is uh, there's no rules, no rules in this except don't fly around and don't play hard. You're going to look stupid. If you don't fly around and you don't play hard, you're going to look stupid and you ain't going to get to play. The buzzer is going to go off and someone's going to play for you. But all you got to do is play hard. You get to lunge, you get to try to steal. But if you're one of those safe kids and you watch the ball get passed, 10 times and skip pass in front of you, you can't run this. You, you don't get to play in this system. And uh, kids like that kind of freedom. You know, coach was talking a little bit more, a little bit ago about offensive freedom. You can have all kinds of offensive and defensive freedom if you teach them the fundamentals and how to play and I teach them how to make decisions quickly. And that's what the buzz does. The buzz, um, so I told someone the other day, I Right now, I'm currently working for uh, Dan Tudor, Collegiate Strategies, and we teach and consult college coaches on, how, on recruiting. And so I'm talking to coaches every day. I have the whole Western region of the country. And uh, I'm talking to college coaches every day. And um, you know, so I'm getting some insight into, into coaching that I really like. But um, it, it's interesting. The I was telling a coach the other day that 12 of the 30 teams I coached played for national championships, either NCAA Division I national championships or NAI national championships. In the NAI, we made three, second, three elite eights and a final four. And in the NCAA, we made three second rounds and a, a, a sweet 16. And uh, almost every one of those national tournament wins was because of the buzz. Almost everyone. And uh, I, there's so many high school teams running the buzz nationwide right now. Um, that and, and I get feedback from them all the time. There's so many that are running it and really having a lot of success. Uh, it's really, if you're an innovator, if you like innovation and change and something different, uh, you'll love the buzz as a coach. I hated playing against it. <laughs> I didn't invent it, but the guy—the guy who I saw it from first—is a guy that used to be the coach at Portland uh, on the men's women's side. And then the second time I saw it was from Aki Hill, who was uh, the women's coach at Oregon State, but she was also Japan's national team coach. And we played against it, but we were really good teams at Eastern Washington. And I didn't, uh, uh, one of those teams played in the NCAA tournament at Oregon in the first round. And uh, I didn't really recognize the benefit of it until I lost to it again. Uh, Dave's team, Dave Olmsted was a coach at Portland. Well, then he took a little NEI job um, in Forest Grove, Oregon at uh, Pacific College. And lo and behold, we turned the dang thing over 40 times playing against it. And there's no way we should ever even, they should have never even been in a game with us. And it was hard to play against, really hard. I'm like, enough of this. I'm going to find out what this is. And then to win an NAI national championship, when I was in the NAI, my teams were, and you had to be able to play against the buzz because Oklahoma City was running it. Finkbeiner was running it at Southern mm-hmm. Man's. And then people ran their own little version of it. Um, I think the way I run it is a bit m- Quite a bit more aggressive than the way Jerry ran it. He called it the Twilight. It was a little lower and wider with the guards. And that worked great for him. You know, he had a Stu NG in the middle at 6'4 and was a 10-time W or WNBA and ABL <laughs> professional player. So she was pretty good. That made a difference. But um still it, it's hard to play against. And the kids love playing it. So the two pluses are it's really hard to play against, and your kids love you because they love the freedom and they love to play hard if they have the right structure, you know? So that's kind of what the buzz is. And and I think I've been really effective teaching the buzz partly because Litzenberger, when I was at Eastern taught me the Fresno matchup, because he had been Boyd Grant's assistant at Fresno. And then they ran it again. After the two years we were together at Eastern, he went with Boyd to Colorado state when Boyd came out of retirement and they ran it there. And my first two years of coaching at Lewis Clark State, that's all I ran was the matchup. I didn't play any man-to-man because I didn't feel I was very good at teaching it yet. And then Coach Meyer taught me with his tapes and through talking with him. And um, that really helped my man-to-man defense. But we ran nothing but Fresno matchup for two years and had won 16 the first year and 25 the next. And I bet you we didn't play 10 possessions of man-to-man defense or anything um the first two years ran a little bit of two two one back to it but um I think with, if you have an aggressive mindset you want your kids to have fun enjoy playing the game and you want to win on a really high level uh the buzz is for you if you've got a bunch of kids that are really athletic and not very skilled now they'll be way more skilled after they use coaches stuff but um uh, where you learn coach Meyer's system but uh you you score a lot of points in transition running the buzz and force yeah. a lot of bad shots and <clears throat> um, and if you got some athletes that can rebound and run you're going to win a lot of games whether you can shoot a lick or not because you aren't going to play against five set defenders very often
0: yeah i totally agree mike and we um um and coaches man you got to come out and see mike develop uh Teach it step by step, man. If you're not there, I mean, really, it's 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 a uh, it's a mistake. Um, Mike, thank you for sharing that. Hey, Nick, Coach Nick, ask um, ask Jim and Mike. You have any questions for? Because hey, he's my host, man. He's gonna be hosting it. So, uh, you have any questions for Jim um, or uh, or Mike?
3: I'm just very excited to actually see the person that you know is the master at buzz teach uh, it <laughs> to the young my young boys uh, and to
1: see some shooting forms and different things like that in the uh, in the clinic I'm just very excited about it all.
2: How old are the kids, Nick?
1: Uh they are 14 and 15.
2: Oh good. Good. Yes. Be good.
1: Hey coach yes, Mike, Coach Mike, I got a question for you. Yes, sir. I I you know I'm an offensive coach but I, I back when I coached I, I did like defense. I, I heard Don Meyer twice at Nike clinics, you know, that, that I was speaking at and I took probably 30 or 40 pages of notes yeah. you know, of everything that he took and everything he said. And uh, yeah. I remember I had a boy that worked for me that played at Lipscomb university years ago. Who I was that? That, I can't think of his name right out of the gate. He was a center for them and he worked for me and, and we were talking about posts and stuff. He goes, he said, I'm going to tell you the best post move is no move.
2: No move. Catch I said, and shoot.
1: that's Where He said, that's Coach Meyer. That's what he told me. And so, I'm looking. Like I said, I I teach a lot of offense, but I really like defense. I mean, people say, you "You just teach offense. You don't teach defense. I go, no, that's not true, okay? (laughs) But – You know, it's hard it's hard to get just kids in the gym, say, okay, we're not going, we're just gonna play work on defense. But my brain's already thinking, see, my brain's circulating here. I've heard about this defense and I've actually seen bits and pieces of some tape on it, but I've never seen it actually Hmm. broke down from start. This is what we're gonna do day one to this. Because I like sequences, like you said, I like to put them in in a connector where it's like Lego just connects together. And so my question is with pretty good players you know how long does it take i mean is it something that you can see results really quick when you put it in like real fast you see results
2: yeah so it some of it depends on your on your players now right. the the green bay kids their basketball iq is off the chart we i mean off the chart and i thought i had some smart basketball players at At Lewis Clark State. Man, the kids at Green Bay were at another level. We only practiced it for about 15 or 20 minutes every two weeks, once every two weeks. Really? That was it.
1: In my brain, I'm trying to think about what you're going to teach because the more they think, I can't can't grasp it. So I'm just so excited. The
2: more they think, the slower their feet get. I don't want them overthinking. And you'll see it in them. Stop, stop, we're done. Like the second rule I give them, the first one is if you don't fly around, you don't play hard, you're going to look stupid. You're going to be out. The second rule is there are no questions. No questions. <laughs> no questions. Because then you start thinking, just play. Uh-huh. Play. And now the other thing is I want them to fix some of the adjustments that I've made through the years with the buzz based on what offense is doing. I've learned from the kids because I won't fix stuff for them. I won't fix possessions for them. Third rule is don't get beat the same way twice in a row. Okay. So I might take a timeout and say, how are they trying to beat the buzz? Well, they're going point, wing, skip, then corner for a three. Well, why are they getting to skip the ball? Why aren't we stealing that? If you know where it's going, why are or why are you coming up and guarding the wing on the skip pass when you know they're going to throw it over your head to the corner? Don't freaking go up there. Make that wing drive it. And but I don't like doing that. I want them to figure that out on their own. Mm-hmm. Don't get beat the same way twice in a row. So they get to make decisions, they have to make decisions on their own and, and adjust on the fly. And man, when they start doing that, it goes to a whole another level. It's watching, all right. I'm trying to visualize
1: how you're going to do this, and I can't really go there. But I'm
2: super stoked to. to see, man. I'll,
1: be, I'll be right now because I'm gonna come back. And by God, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna teach you. I'm gonna yeah. teach. Well, you have
2: to. You'll like it. Yeah.
1: Oh, I, I can't wait. Hey, did you coach a guy at Louisville named Eric Lottenbach?
2: Eric. Um...
1: Eric Lottenbach.
2: He ended I know up. The name? How do I know that name?
1: He he was a uh, he took Ed Jenkins' place at Nike as the director of uh, sports <laughs> marketing.
2: Was he at Northwestern Nazarene?
1: I I don't know where about. I think he, I know he played at Lewis Clark. Say I think I know because he lives in Portland. He was out there. Oh, that's
2: Lewis and Clark College.
1: Oh, okay, I got it mixed. Yep, time. Okay.
2: that's the private school in in Portland. We're yes. in Lewis, Lewis Clark States in Lewiston, Idaho. I got you. No, oh,
1: never yep. Oh, okay, I got you. I got yeah. you, wrong, wrong state. <laughs>
2: Two different worlds. One's oh, private, yeah. one's a state school, and, yeah.
1: I can't wait to watch it. I mean, well, I can cool. I'm, hey, I'm
2: anxious to watch what you're going to do, too, Coach, Steve, I to Hey, I'm over.
1: starving. I'm always starving for new stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I'm tired of hearing the same old, same old yeah. uh, don't work. That is just, like I said, it, it's – it's. I mean, I, I, when I watch a basketball game, I'm muted because I don't even want to hear them guys I talk don't want it.
2: Me. I do, too.
3: I One of the things –
2: One of the things I would share with everybody listening is um, we were all talking before we hit record um, about the state of, of the game right now and coaches, you know, and I think one of the things I think we were all in agreement about this, that today's coaches are missing out on opportunities to network and watch other people coach. I think with the early signing period and the advent of the AAU programs, the basketball camps at the schools all went by the wayside, you know? And I think that was such a tremendous learning opportunity for coaches to be young coaches in particular, but even older coaches to come and watch and work camp and watch other people, uh, teach the game to their kids and their style of coaching things. They react to things. They don't, in you know, a live coaching situation. Um, and go into clinics because you get a great chance to network and meet coaches and and uh, just hear other ways to do things. And I think that's so valuable. And if you're going to coach for a long, long period of time, I think, you know, Coach Wooden said a long time ago, if you're done learning, you're done.
3: It's and you.
2: you've got to keep an open mind and be willing to learn. Uh, and I think if you're going to be a great coach for a long, long period of time. You have to grow with the game Um, and the game's constantly changing. There's, there's new ways to do. Some of it gets just re-boxed up. You know, it's the same stuff that they used 30 years ago, but it's changed the name or the terminologies change Mm -hmm. or different things like that. But one other thing I would say about the buzz too, is we talk about scouting and stuff all the time. Um, And one of the things for me, I don't like, trying to guard and teach my team to guard 45 plays. You know, we were playing Bill's team at Iowa state in the second round one year after we beat Virginia. Bill Um, Finley. Bill Finley. Bill Finley. Yeah. Who I love. I adore. Bill's a great coach, done a great job, had a tremendous career. Bill loves his sets. He loves all All his sets out of the one four. And so the day before the game, we, the night before we're sitting up going through all the plays and, He's got 46 set plays. Okay. But almost, and we, we ain't guarding all that. We're not going to go through them the day before a game. We just came out of a freaking war. We can't be on the floor that long the day before we play them. And so we're looking at this, and I really believe in cutting off the head. Like, I'm going to figure out what you really like to do. What's your, because everybody's got all their plays they like, but they all fit the same kind of s- scenario. Like one of the teams in our league, Loyola, at the time, they would do all this stuff in the middle third of the floor, but they like to go from point to wing and then side-top-side side it through the high post. Well, we just switched everything and stood somebody in the high post and it never got thrown there. That was the end of that. We didn't have to guard any other plays. So with Bill's team, what we did is we just didn't allow them to throw it to the high post. Almost About 38 of their 42 plays or 45 plays – all went through the first entry pass had to go to the high post. So we just took that away and that limited how many they were doing. The thing the buzz does, I'm not guarding all your ball screen stuff. If you've got something that I know as a coach, as a long teach that you're running offensively, like if you're running Princeton, you ain't running Princeton against me. <laughs> Cause you're not going to get to run it because you can't run anything. Set plays against the buzz. You have to play basketball. So I'm it not like, guarding Princeton. I'm not guarding that freaking dribble drive where you spread us out with your space and pace. I'm not guarding that. I'm not going to guard ball screen motion with the nine different ways to guard a ball screen. Um, I'm not going to fuss with that. I'm just going to run a buzz and you can't run all that stuff. Or I'm going to run a Fresno matchup with it and everything's based on home bases. And you can have all your pretty little plays, but you ain't going to get to run them because we're going to be standing right where you are on all that stuff. And so many people spend how much time in their practice. heard Hubie Brown talk about a great, great story. And I can't remember, Coach, maybe you remember this, but Hubie was just getting his first start in Division I coaching. And the first day of practice, the head coach gave Hubie an old tape, and an eight millimeter. And he said, go watch this. And I want you to watch the first half of this game and tell me how many possessions they score in transition and how many they score in the half court set. And he said, I watched that. And he said, I was shocked. He said less than 5% of their possessions were half court man to man plays or actions, right? The other uh, 95% of the half was all in transition, either primary Or secondary kind of flow action. It was all transition. He said, "But what do people spend ninety percent of their practice time on? Half court man to man offense.
1: Right. Yep.
2: (coughs) Especially if you run some pretty complex. You know, that's why I'm an old old believer in the kiss principle. Gotcha. Simple, stupid. That's it.
0: Simple, stupid. Yeah. Coaches.
2: Everybody calls you when you get your butt beat.
0: Stupid. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Hey, before you go, Mike and uh, Jim, I have one question for you. I know it's been a long, I know you guys got to go on. Uh, I appreciate your time. Yeah. Uh, Jim question is this. I heard a great, and, and I'm one of those that I listen to basketball podcast. I, I, I'm a junkie, by the way. Uh, <laughs> I know you guys are too. That's why I think I have a lot of respect for you guys. I listened to a podcast today and the guy was mentioning that, Everybody now, the game is taught now off the dribble and the drive, and we don't have enough teaching the actual spot up shooting. Uh, and I thought about that, going, God, that's so true. Everybody's off the dribble, off the bounce. Jim, what's your philosophy? Um, I mean, do you? I know you teach shooting, but how much? I don't think I don't think we have enough good shooters on that. What's your philosophy on that? And you utilizing the dribble drive? You teach both i do both. i do both. You know what I mean? I said,
1: you know, the, the game is so simple. The offensive game, what are you trying to do? You try to be able to create a shot for yourself or your teammate, mm-hmm. not your opponent. Okay. So when, when we create this, most of the, you watch these games and you see these passes to, to, for a catch and shoot. And I'm sitting there going, shot. He's wide open, but he don't shoot. He's wide open, but he don't shoot. He's wide open, he don't shoot. And so I'm thinking, well, why didn't he shoot? And here's the biggest reason. None of them are ready to shoot. <laughs> right. They're ready with to catch it, then get ready to shoot too yeah. late for that. Okay. So why don't just take the simple thing? I mean, you know, guys going to be, re- but see, the biggest thing is they don't talk with their hands. See, they're standing there, their hands are down, then they reach. Okay. So they don't, they don't have a good grip. So, you know, again, here's, the, here's the point I'm going to make. Here's here's the next point. Think about this. Did you not? Know that basketball is the only sport that doesn't have individualized coaches. Think about it, okay? Where's the shooting coach? Where's the offensive skills coach for, the, for the whatever team? Where's the, you know, they don't have it. So what what do teams, when your shots don't fall, usually your team does. So what's, what gets every team? Can't score. Or they, they play really good, then they have one bad game where somebody switches up on them, they might throw the buzz on them, throw something on them, and bam, they're going home. But, see, they don't really work on shot preparation. They don't work on being ready. They're working on catch the ball and then create. That's what you see, catch, create, catch, create. You watch young kids play, as soon as you throw them a pass, first thing you do is dribble. They just put it on the floor, okay, because they can't stop and look and recognize what they got. Now, again, there's ways to teach that to make that happen, but, you know, a lot of it is just shot preparation away from the ball and yeah. being ready. And the second thing is, the pass has got to be made above their waist. Passing is so bad, <laughs> okay? You watch somebody throw the great pass and the guy's ready to shoot, It usually ends up in a great shot. That's what I see. And I watch this and I go, guy makes a great pass and the guy shoots it and he scores and the announcer never understands that that guy was in correct position. He was shot ready. That's a new term they use all the time, shot ready, okay? And shot ready is like the catcher. The passer is the pitcher. Your job is to put the ball right there. And if you do, we're going, to, we're going to have a good result. But I don't see that. And I go watch practices. I go watch college practices. I got college players that come in and work out with me during the season, just working on catching and shooting, being ready, coming off flare screens, you know what I mean, coming on the backside, hitting that catch and shoot, defense goes under. I'm going to stick it in your face. So we work on all that kind of stuff. But really, realistically, in a practice, nobody ever works on that stuff. They don't have the – the uh coaches They don't have the uh, creativity to do these things. They're really boring coaches. Most of them are boring as crap. Okay? And if, what do you think the players are? We do the same stuff every day. The coach didn't tell you that? He don't tell us nothing. You know, I had a girl in Notre Dame. I had a girl in here from Notre Dame. She starts for Notre Dame. Her name is Maddie Westup. And her dad says, her, she and her sister played on the national championship team, plays in Europe. She comes in here, works out with me. She says, she said, Dad, I'm not learning a thing. I've got to go seek people to teach me other than my coaching staff. They don't have that direct person on the per- that knows how to be in the coach's pocket. Hey, this is what we need for these guys to be able to score. Can we get that done? We're not interested in slumps. Slumps don't start here. Okay. They end here. All right. And that's just, that's just something people don't really think about. How did the game get like this? You know, football, you got 800 coaches. Baseball, you got a hitting coach, a pitching coach, an outfield coach, a, you know, whatever kind of coach. You got a swing coach, you got a tennis coach. But in basketball, you got a bunch of guys sit over there and, and put numbers on, on paper. You know what I mean? Like, and I don't, I ain't got a stack guy that can give me that shit. I don't need that. I need somebody who can coast these guys. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you ain't getting better, you're getting bitter. That's why they're all pissed and leaving. Okay. Because they, you, you, you know, if, if, if they're getting better, they're man. For sure. And, you know, for sure. I, I trained <laughs> pros. I trained pros. And they they slammed the ball down. I like go, what's wrong with you? They go, why didn't somebody teach me this like six years ago? I said, I can't answer that question. He was in the wrong state, man. You need to come to West Virginia. I could have hooked you uh-huh. up. Right? And, but now, you know what I mean? They are their best. Bobby Huggins. Bobby Huggins. And his team can't shoot a lick. and he can't uh, Exactly.
0: Hey, Bobby, Bob needs to go to you, man. Oh,
1: man, I told you, I, I was doing a clinic with him down at uh, Orlando at UCF, but he was late because he first time he ever tried to do something on his own. And he came in, and I was sitting there. Of course, I was speaking the next day, and he goes, "What are you doing here?" I said, "I came down here to teach you how to teach players how to shoot," and uh, <laughs> and so he's he, I mean, but his team's game shoot His team's never been on great shooters. They just been pound defense, you yeah. know. Yeah. It's like heavyweight yeah. fight with him, heavyweight yeah. fight, and uh, you can't in today's world you can't win big games like that. These guys yeah. are better. Yeah. They're better than that, but you know yeah. that's. That, that shoot, the catch and shoot, man, they got to work on that stuff. They got to work on it. They got to work on it. I mean, the defense is going to do two things they're going to get in your space or they're going to give you space. Right. And you got to recognize which one they're going to do mm-hmm. quickly, quickly, quickly. Like Coach said, Coach, mental, quickly, you, quickly.
2: Have you seen any of the zero second read stuff from Basketball Immersion? Mm-hmm. No. Or just yeah. yeah. talking about that's really good stuff. Or uh, Pasquale. Renato Pasquale from Italy, the one second advantage drills and stuff. Mm-hmm. It all ties together. It's really good.
0: So his absolutely. thing
2: is you really he really believes that you shoot the ball, you know before you catch it, you're gonna shoot it. Oh, absolutely. So you got to be ready, head, hands, and feet. Yep. So I, I teach shooting threes with your catch the ball, with your feet in the air, but you're shooting foot behind you, and then step into your three. That's but why I, want I your hands up. And you got to know before you catch the ball that you're going to shoot it. Never shoot is an afterthought. So mm-hmm. um, that zero-second read stuff, catch it, you shoot it, drive it, or move it.
0: Right. And
2: that's the zero-second read. And you will never be more open than when you first catch the ball. And so you're either shooting it or you're driving it or you're moving it. And yep. Renato's Pasquale's one-second advantage drills – you can just find those on YouTube. They're really good. I'm, I'm up. There's some great ones. He, It's state-of-the-art stuff, and Pasquale started doing it 30 years ago. See, it,
1: that's what I'm talking about. See, this stuff's been around, and yeah. everybody's thinking, well, that ain't cool enough. That ain't this. Well, I'm going to tell you, by God, you get that ball in that basket, and that percentage is up, and you're making 90% yeah. foul line instead of 55, you're a flunky shooter, okay? And, and I'm just going like, how are you paying these people to do this stuff in the real world, they'd be fired. You know, they just oh. fire them. Get on out of here. I'm going to get somebody else. But in his sports, they just keep paying them. They just keep paying them. I just go, oh, man. Yeah.
2: And and Westbelt's older sister, we wanted her at Illinois. We recruited her when Catherine. I was there.
1: A- oh, yeah, man. See, Catherine. See, I was good friends was- with Therese Prince at Illinois yeah. when she was there. Mm-hmm. Therese was a really, really good friend of mine. And, uh, uh, you know, but, but uh, yeah, oh. Catherine was a heck of a player. Now she's got a son, a, a blo- younger brother, Ben. that's about six seven. You know, Dad's about six nine. Mom's about six two.
0: They oh, got really? A, they got good genes. You recruit that family for sure.
1: Oh yeah. man, and, and <laughs> I mean she's athletic. She can do it all, man. And and it's like, but they just I've had so many players tell me that because I I ain't getting no better. I just stand around and clap. Yeah. You're a glorified passer. You're a cheerleader. You know the mean? pom poms, raw rock, Rudy, yeah, yeah, whatever. I'm not interested in that. I'm interested. I'm not interested. I'm interested in results. I'm we're not interested an in activity. Yeah, yeah, I'm not interested in
0: activity. I'm interested in productivity. What I are we it. doing? Well. Produce. It? Coaches, man, I I know we can talk all day with you guys, man, but we're excited to have you down. And um, yeah, I want you guys to really push it on your end too. Um, and uh, I know uh, the coaches from Buford will be there to kind of check you guys out. You know the assistant uh at yeah, yeah yeah um yeah. And actually mike she ran the buzz this year yeah they did but she came down she ran it and i have tape of it they ran it really good That's all yeah, a little she shared some tape with me
2: and uh yeah i like the way they did it they did a good job of it i can't wait to see it i have no clue yeah.
1: i'm not even gonna <laughs> i'm not even gonna look at it i'm just gonna wait till you teach it coach <laughs> be like this i'm gonna be like this and i'm gonna bring the buzz back to west virginia if you add that to
2: sports city you the women's oh, club team yeah they'll
1: i'll put it like right I in. Told,
2: i won't tell who called but like i go around the college programs occasionally somebody will call me and ask me to come put it in and somebody asked me a couple of years ago and i and i she called and and uh i won't tell you who but I said, she goes, you think it'll help us? And I said, with the athletes, you're getting where you are. You'll win national championship. It's that simple. And uh, they never brought me, but uh, they would win a national championship with the horses they have and athletes. And you add that piece to it. Because, I mean, we'd be, you're going to, with the buzz, you're going to win every game you're supposed to. You know what I mean? Think about that. You're going to win every game you're supposed to. I can't wait to see. This. Which is really pressure. You know, those are the hardest games to coach. The ones everybody knows you should win. And <laughs> you do upset people that have more talent than you do a lot.
0: Absolutely. Anyway. All right, guys. Hey. That's um, for me. Absolutely. Hey, May 6th, we start at 830 in the morning. And we just get after it, guys, on that. And I know a lot of coaches are going to be excited about uh, either checking it out on video or live at Duluth Middle School. So thank you, guys. I appreciate you all coming on. Thank you. Thank you. Thank
3: Look forward there to it. There you go, Nick. Do you want to be a better coach? Georgia Southern University can help. We offer a fully online master's in kinesiology created by coaches for working coaches. Our full-time faculty combines for over 100 years of coaching experience. Georgia Southern's program is nationally accredited, so you know you are getting quality. We pioneered fully online programs over a decade ago and have had students from 27 states and multiple countries. No matter where you are in the world, Georgia Southern University can help. There is no GRE requirement and it only takes 14 months to complete. You start classes in May and finish the following July. We have coaches just starting out to veteran coaches over 30 plus years. So no matter where you are in your coaching journey, Georgia Southern can help. Follow us at GS or look us up, and Georgia Southern can help you be a better coach fully online.
0: Hi, this is Matt from Court Cart. The Court Cart is a great way to store your basketballs and is handy at practice. You can lock up 24 men's or 30 women's basketballs with our zippered top. The cart is sturdy and easy to roll around the court. The cart is $269 with free shipping. The court board is a whiteboard that attaches to the cart, so you can draw plays up on the court. The Court Cart Court Board Package is 528 with free shipping. You can find out more information on courtcart.com. Coaches, on May 23rd, 2023 at Duluth Middle School, uh, I am hosting my seventh annual Legends Clinic series with Coach Mike DeVelvis and Coach Jim Clayton. Um, if you sign up now, I'm going to give you a reduced fee. Uh, so contact me at, for title K57 at gmail.com. And please, please contact me. You can call me at 478-461-4403. Uh, i give you a special discount to come out to the clinic here at Duluth Middle School in Duluth, Georgia. So I'm looking forward to see you at my seventh annual Legends Clinic Series, sponsored by the Championship Vision Podcast. Uh, I would also like to thank my sponsors, Huddle, Dr. Dish, Court Cart and Grip Spritz for supporting this great clinic. We still have spots available. We'd love to have you out. Please contact me again at FurtadoK57 at gmail.com or call me at 478-461-4403 or look for me at, at Kevin Furtado on Twitter. Thank you. And I'm looking forward to seeing you at the clinic, May 23rd, 2023.